Hello, and welcome to Zach's Corner, your favorite show right here on Body Snatch, the official audio network of the pod people. This, of course, is week one of our five weeks of horror for Halloween. And uh, as is tradition, week one, it's uh, Zach's solo episode. Um, <laughs> we uh, almost broke with tradition. Uh, Tomas did watch the movie with me. But seeing as it's past 11 o'clock and we both work tomorrow, Tomas decided it was better for him to not stick around for the podcast. Um, if you're keeping score at home, you'll realize that, hey, this is week one. But last week, you guys put up week two. That's because we had Dutch's episode recorded and not my episode recorded. So I put up Dutch's with his content and then I decided I would do my episode uh, you know, week one as the second week. And as it sits, this won't even be up on time either. This is technically going to happen in week three, so you'll get two episodes in week three. I'm really sorry about that, guys. Um, I don't know. There's a million excuses. The end of the story is I'm lazy and I didn't get it done. And I'm sorry, and I missed a deadline. And uh, it sucks, and I apologize. But uh, that's where we are. <laughs> Uh, you know, we went on vacation in there, and uh, I had some personal problems I was dealing with. So, uh, you know, things slipped through the cracks that shouldn't slip through the cracks. And, uh, yeah, I was lazy, and I didn't take my job, which is to give you guys a podcast serious enough. And here we are, uh, almost midnight on uh, Monday, October 11th. So I'm very, very sorry this is so late. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm slipping, and, uh, it's not good. But, uh, here we are. Let's enjoy the time we do have together. And, uh, let's, you know, we, we got a podcast done, right? So that's something. Um, and, uh, Tomas gave me his blessing. He said, because I was working on this, he's not going to ding me five bucks for missing the deadline. So thank you, Tomas. I appreciate that greatly. So... For, for me, for my week of Shocktober, right, our, our five weeks of horror for Halloween, that's what we're calling it, five weeks of horror for Halloween, uh, black and white edition. Don't forget the fancy portion of that. Um, I decided to do The Haunting, uh, which is an awesome, look. it's like the haunted house movie. Uh, it's, you know, from 1963, and uh, it's so awesome. It's, it's one of the cool movies because it's all atmosphere. It's all music, it's all the noises, it's all, like, visual things. Um, it's like you don't see any ghosts or anything, so it's, like, terrifying. So this movie is really as scary as you let it be, right? So, I mean, if you don't buy in, you don't think this stuff's scary, it's probably going to be kind of a hokey, dumb, haunted house movie. But if you let yourself into the movie, and you let the movie happen to you, and you buy in, as the characters do, to everything that's happening, you're going to find yourself pretty spooked out. It's a pretty good one. I really like The Haunting. Um, of course, famously, uh, in, I think, 99, uh, they made a remake of The Haunting, which is actually the version I grew up with. I, I grew up with the remake. And then, um, a few years ago, I finally tracked down the original, and, uh, wow, it lived up to the hype. It is one of the best Haunted House movies ever. So much fun. I love it. Um, you know, just childhood me probably leans towards the remake, but that's because I grew up with that one. I was watching that one for 20 years before I found this movie, so... <laughs> You know, it's kind of hard to switch loyalties on that one. But the 1963 original Haunting is amazing. 
Uh, of course, it's based on the novel uh, The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. Uh, I believe the movie or the book came out in 59, if we were reading that correctly. Uh, so just before the movie, really. Um, it makes me really want to read the book because the movie's really, really good. Um, other fun facts where the release date is August 27. <laughs> I can't read, man. <laughs> August 22nd, 1963. Um, I had some different uh, things on budgeting and on the gross, right? So IMDb says it was $1.4 on the budget, and then um, Wikipedia said it was over $1 It was like $1.02 So I don't know. And then the gross, they don't line up either because gross on IMDb said like seven hundred forty-two. So I guess that's just dollars. So I don't know where that figure comes from. But then um, gross on Wikipedia said it was like like uh, 1.4 million is what they made. So I don't I don't really know which numbers are accurate. So regardless, so let's just say hypothetically they broke even on this movie. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to say. Um, so yeah, our director for this is uh, Robert Weiss, uh, who you guys might actually know because we did another one of his movies. Uh, we did West Side Story which is fun. And then speaking of West Side Story, the, uh, one of the actors in this movie, the actor I recognized is uh, Russ Tamblin, who of course is Riff from West Side Story. So that's a fun little connection there. And then Robert Weiss also did Star Trek The Motion Picture. And uh, I'll let out a dirty secret. Half of the pod people, well, actually I guess three-fourths of the pod people are uh, Star Trek guys. Uh, I'll let you guys figure out which one of us isn't really that into Star Trek. <laughs> So uh, that's pretty cool that he did that too. Um, I think that's it for uh, fun facts. Um, yeah. Man, I can't believe how late this podcast is going to be. This kind of sucks. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm working on scheduling some Tomas's too. And then I still have to record Joe's. And we still have to do the Pod People Halloween special. So uh, Zach is slacking and I'm bringing down the entire operation. So direct your hate mail at me. That's uh, <laughs> uh, DTZ, the pod people at gmail.com. Just send all your hate mail over there and address it. Dear Zach, you suck. Or whatever the hateful messages. We'd love to hear from you anyway. So. <laughs> um, with all that out of the way, I do believe we can get into the haunting. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ah, let me get to my notes. I took a lot of notes, so I'm very worried that this is going to be a long episode in addition to being a late episode. So when you guys wake up tomorrow, just know that you have at least a new movie. <laughs> All right, so the movie starts with the image of Hill House, and then we got some voiceover from Dr. Markway. Uh, he's just giving background on the house. Uh, it was built 90 years ago uh, by Hugh Crane for his wife and child. Um, it's an evil house, and it was born bad. And uh, the wife, she died before she could even make it into the house. There was a carriage accident outside. She hit a tree, and she died. Um, and they brought her body into the house for whatever reason, right? <laughs> and then um, they had a small daughter named Abigail uh, that he was now forced to raise on his own. And uh, he stayed in the house, even though, you know, he could have left because his wife died. But uh, so... Hugh, he married again, 
And uh, the second wife, she fell down the stairs, heavy air quotes, right? They don't know how she did it or why it happened, but yeah, that's how she died. And then uh, Abigail's left alone in the house uh, when Hugh goes to England. He goes on a trip and he drowns. So Abigail's left alone. And then uh, she lives in a house uh, till her death. Um, we should note that Abigail had like a nurse, right? Like she wasn't alone. <laughs> and so Abigail, she grew up in the nursery room. And even into her old age, she always stayed and lived in the nursery. And uh, when she was older, she paid a girl uh, from town to be her companion, you know, to kind of check in on her so she wasn't alone. And uh, Abigail, uh, she died calling for help in the middle of the night while the uh, companion was fooling around with a farmhand. So the person who was supposed to be there taking care of her wasn't available, wasn't around. She wasn't there for her. And we're going to hear this story again, and it's going to sound kind of eerily familiar. Familiar. Wow. If I could just get the marbles out of my mouth, huh? <laughs> and then uh, caretakers, they took over the Hill House, and uh, they kind of believed that uh, it was foul play. Oh, not the caretaker. The uh, the companion took over, sorry, uh, Hill House, and they believed it was foul play. And then they say that Abigail haunted the house, and then eventually uh, her companion hung herself in the library. So that's pretty dark. And then the house went to a Mrs. Sanderson, who currently owns the house. And uh, she doesn't want anybody to be up there. She thinks it's a bad, evil house and bad things happen there. And uh, this Dr. Markway, he wants to use it for uh, psychic research. He wants to prove the supernatural, the paranormal are real by proving that Hill House is haunted. So he wants to have some people there with him to take notes and share their experiences on what happens in Hill House. It's pretty straightforward. Um... Yeah, and so that's what he wants to do. And uh, she, Mrs. Sanderson, she agrees to do it on the condition that her nephew, Luke, goes, right? Like, he'll go, he'll make sure that he takes care of our interest in this, and he'll make sure there's no funny business going on inside the house, right? And uh, it will help because Luke is going to inherit the house, so he should know what he's inheriting. So that's that background. And Luke is, of course, uh, Russ Tamblin, who is Riff from West Side Story. So that's fun. <laughs> And then we meet uh, Eleanor, and uh, she's one of the candidates who's going to be part of the study. And uh, she's, she lives with her sister, and they don't have a good relationship. They're kind of fighting, and she's like, kind of overprotective of Eleanor. She doesn't want her to participate in the story, in the story, in the study. <laughs> but the brother-in-law is like, yeah, you should. And we find out the mother's dead, and that uh, Eleanor was taking care of the mother. Uh, up until her passing. She took care of her for 11 years, even though, which is a long time to be taking care of uh, somebody. That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, she says, no, I'm going. I'm going to take part in this. Like, I don't care whatever you guys say. She's like, the car is half mine. I'm taking the car. So Eleanor does that. She takes the car and uh, she drives off. She gets it from the parking garage. And then uh, she gets the letter from Dr. Markway telling her where it is. She takes the directions and she drives out. Uh, she makes it to the house first. And uh, it's huge, and we meet uh, Mr. Dudley, the caretaker, and uh, he doesn't want to let her in at first because no one's there yet, but uh, she, you know, persuades him in, and then so she ends up in the house where, uh, you know, he, he warns her about the house, and, you know, he doesn't care for city folk, right? He's like, you guys are always causing trouble, like, you don't know what you're doing, like, bad things are going to happen. You're not going to be happy that I let you through the gate. <laughs> and then... Um, 
as Eleanor's driving up, she thinks the house is like looking at her, right? She has this feeling that, you know, evil is waiting for her. And throughout the entire movie, uh, she has her own voice over, right? So we get to hear her internal thoughts through uh, her self-talking. Then so she gets out of the car, the car and then she goes up to the door and we meet Mrs. Dudley. And she's just like the husband. She's kind of cold. And uh, it's this big, just creepy, awesome house. And there's all kinds of like weird ornamentation all over everywhere. And there's like these creepy like cherubs and stuff in the house. And um, you just hear Mrs. Dudley, she's grumbling about how the heart, the house is, uh, you know, hard to keep up with, right? She's like, I can't keep the house the way I like. And then she goes into her uh, very awesome, you know, doom foreboding speech, right? She says, I set dinner on the dining room sideboard at six. I clear up in the morning. I have breakfast at, for you at nine. I don't wait on people. I don't stay after I set out the dinner. Not after it begins to get dark. I leave before dark. We live in town, miles away. So there won't be anyone around if you need help. We couldn't hear you in the night. No one could. No one lives any nearer than town. No one will come any nearer than that. In the night. In the dark. And then she leaves the room smiling. <laughs> so Mrs. Dudley's great. <laughs> she really sets an atmosphere. <laughs> and then uh, you see Eleanor, she's kind of um, looking around the house, and she bumps into another person in the study, Theodora, who affectionately goes by Theo throughout the film. And uh, they get along right away. You know, they they call each other Nell and Theo, so like they're kind of, you know, they got intimate names for each other, so it's pretty cool. <clears throat> And then uh, Nell, uh, Eleanor, she feels there's something, you know, going on with the house, right? Like, they're walking through, and they're looking around, and it's just, like, something really weird, right? And then uh, they're just trying to get to the main hall. And then uh, Eleanor, she thinks the house is alive. And uh, Theo, he, she doesn't hear the noises at all. She doesn't hear anything that's going on. And then uh, she says, maybe the house just wants you, Nell. And then we see Dr. Markway. He arrives. And then uh, he shows them around, and they talk about Hugh Crane, you know, how he's just kind of curmudgeon or whatever. And then um, we find out things about the house, which just little intricacies of the house, right? So all the doors are off-center, right? So, like, they kind of just open and close by themselves, right? And then there's no square corners in the house, right? There's lots of distortions, so the house is very disoriented, which is a very interesting thing. And then... Uh, we get to the dining room and we meet Luke and um, there's supposed to be more participants, uh, but they dropped out because of hearing about the stories of Hill House. They're like, fuck that ain't worth it, <laughs> which kind of makes sense. I agree with that thought process. <laughs> and then uh, they didn't know about the stories of Hill House. So they're like, well, we didn't know to back out, you know? <laughs> and then uh, Mark Way says, well, this is a good thing because then you guys can help prove it's haunted, right? Like you're, untainted by the stories right so like anything that happens will be like authentic because like you will not have had prior knowledge of these things and then um uh they they say that they were chosen because they have uh they've had close contact with the supernatural theo she has esp and uh, uh eleanor she has experience with the poltergeist apparently when she was younger uh the house they lived in uh you know was pelted with rocks and, uh, yeah, she denies it. She's like, well, that didn't happen. It's just like the neighborhood kids throwing rocks. And then Dr. Markway says it's uh, it's the reason that we, you know, 
We asked you here. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, and then uh, they also described the house. It's a house of Hades, right? Like it was born bad, which is like really interesting and funny. And, uh, you know, there's no explanation for this. Like, we just don't know, like, why this house is haunted, you know. And then um, they're kind of all, like, lingering, hanging out in the study. Oh, it's probably important to point out. Markway's very into the supernatural and believes it. And Luke is very skeptical. And he's like, yeah, this is bogus. Like, this is so dumb. And all he's doing is looking after his investments in the house. Like, what? All this could be worth to him. And so it's pretty interesting. <laughs> And then uh, they're all kind of hanging out in the study. And then uh, Eleanor, she spills her drink. And then she goes to get something to clean it up. And then uh, she screams. And so everybody goes running. And Eleanor says, uh, you know, she has a bad feeling that she's being watched. Right? And uh, Luke is skeptical. But Markway is very persuasive. Right? He's like, yeah, there's definitely something going on. You know, like he's trying to convince everybody. And then... Um, you know, they're all worried about being trapped in the house because the Dudleys are gone for the night. And he's like, don't worry, I have a key to the gate. Everything will be fine, right? And so, you know, he's trying to calm everybody down. And then he hands out some forms because, you know, this is a scientific study. He's like, yeah, fill these out for me, like, every night. And then, you know, we can, you know, try to compile data. <laughs> you know, they're trying to use the science to prove that there is a haunting, right? And uh, Eleanor, she's freaked out, uh, you know, and... She's, like, not having it. <laughs> and then in the middle uh, of the thing, like, she's hearing noises, like, in the middle of the night. And uh, it reminds her of the mother, right? Because her mother would call out to her in the middle of the night. It's, like, this banging on the walls. That's what her mother used to do. So it sounds very reminiscent to what she used to hear. And uh, she goes in, you know, to see Theo, right? And uh, Theo, she hears it, too. She's completely freaked out. So they're holding each other all this crazy knocking is persisting and they're both freaking out and then it stops and it comes back again and then uh, Eleanor she gets up and she knocks on the door like in response and then it stops and then um, you know uh, and Eleanor tries to play it off like oh it's just a noise and then um, you know Eleanor she goes to go find uh, Luke and Markway and then uh, you know the knocking starts again so they start to freak out again and then they see the doorknob start to move, and then uh, it's moving, and there's more knocking. And then you can hear some screams echoing, and then it's just completely quiet. And uh, Theo says it's over, right? Like, that's her ESP. Like, she's kind of connected to the house. She can kind of feel and sense things, right? So then Eleanor opens the door, and then she sees Luke and Dr. Markway, and uh, they didn't hear any of this. Um, and then, uh, you know, Eleanor and Theo, they kind of try to laugh it off. You know, they think they're just crazy. They're like, oh, you know, we're just hearing dumb noises. And then Luke and Dr. Markway said they were investigating what they thought was a dog. They saw, they heard something running, and then they chased it outside uh, into the dark, like into the ground. So they were outside, so they didn't hear any of the stuff that was happening. And then Dr. Markway comments that, uh, you know, the ghosts, they're trying to separate us, right? Like they're trying to split us off into groups, get people isolated, right? Because that's how they work. And then uh, the next day, Dr. Markway, uh, you know, he's, he's talking to Eleanor to make sure she's okay, make sure everything's fine. And then, uh, you know, he's like, if you're too freaked out, like, you can leave. Like, I don't want you to stay and, like, you know, make everything bad. And then uh, she's like, no, no, I definitely want to stay. And so, uh, you know, they just get to know each other a little bit. 
Eleanor talks about her mother and her death a little bit. And then uh, Eleanor explains that, you know, this could be something extraordinary, being in uh, Hill House. Like, this could be the thing she wanted in her life. She wanted her life to be extraordinary. She just wanted something to happen. She went straight from taking care of her invalid mother to living in her sister's living room. So she doesn't have her own space. Uh, she doesn't have, like, anything of her own. There's, like, no adventure in her life, right? Like, everything's just boring and mundane. So she wants something, anything to happen. Even if it's, you know, hanging out in a creepy haunted house. <laughs> and then, um, uh, she's just saying, yeah, like, I have nothing to go back to. So, like, you know, this kind of has to, you know, work out. And Dr. Markway, uh, you know, he talks about how he's always been in the supernatural. And then it was kind of like a pushback to how he's brought up because his family's very prim and proper. And, uh, they didn't like what he was into. So, like, he kind of just dove into that. And then he became an anthropologist, anthropologist. I'm, I'm sure I'm still saying it wrong. Uh, you know, to work on cultures and societies and to look into death. And so he's really focused on the death and the dying, which is kind of interesting. Pretty macabre guy. And then um, he's talking about how the house puts a spell on people, right? Like, it, you know, it, it attacks people's minds, you know, and, you know, if you can't fight it off, you know. So that's really interesting. And then... Uh, Theo comes to breakfast, and then we see Luke, and Luke explains that there's something written on the wall, and so they all go, and in shock, written on the wall, big and bold, um, they see, and it says, help Eleanor uh, come home, and it's like, well, that's weird. Eleanor freaks out, and, uh, you know, she thinks that the house knows her, like, the house knows about her and all that, and then Eleanor hopes it's a joke. And then Theo says, we all know it's not. We know nobody else wrote that. And then we kind of in the background, we just hear Mrs. Dudley grumbling about them not being up for breakfast and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> and Mrs. Dudley said, you know, she doesn't like when people break the rules. And so it's kind of funny. And then um, Theo, she says it could be Eleanor, right? She's just trying to seek attention. Uh, you know, she's trying to get all the eyes on her. And then Dr. Markway says that, uh, you know, Theo... She's just saying this stuff to, you know, get Nell's mind off of the fear, right? So there you go. Then they kind of go into, like, this garden or, like, greenhouse kind of area where there's statues of, like, Hugh Crane and the family, right? Um, and then uh, they compare the companion to Nell, but like, well, it really looks like you, Nell. And so Nell's like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> and so they go to the library, and Eleanor freaks out because she smells... The smell that smells like her mother's room, like the sick room where she was like there dying and she doesn't want to go in there. Um, nobody else notices the smell though. Nobody else is like wigged out and they don't understand why she is. And so they're like, okay. So they go in there without her. And then um, Markway, he goes and he shows them where the companion, uh, she wouldn't hung herself at the top of the spiral staircase that goes all the way to like the attic. And then, uh, you know, Luke's kind of messing around. He climbs the staircase and then starts to move, so he jumps off of it. And uh, he's actually looking pretty spooked. And we see Eleanor, she's outside. And then uh, she's looking up in the tower uh, on the house. And uh, she's kind of leaning over the railing. And then she almost falls, but then Dr. Markway saves her. And then uh, Dr. Markway wants to, you know, send her home, right? He's like, I think this is too much for you. And, uh, you know, he thinks that she's breaking down. And he's like, if you're hallucinating... You know, it could uh, it could taint the entire experiment. Everyone could say, oh, well, like, she was seeing things. 
not that anything's there, right? It's that she was making it up. So he thinks that she could be bad for the study. And then um, he, he tells Theo and uh, Eleanor that they should stay together because he doesn't want, like, you know, anything happening to them while they're alone. And then, uh, so they're all going to bed. And then, uh, you know, Theo and Eleanor, they're talking. And then, you know, Eleanor, she brings up her mother again. And then, uh, you know, she lies to Theo about her home life because she doesn't want to look as, like, much like a, you know, loser to Theo, right? And so then, uh, you know, Theo thinks that Eleanor should leave. And then Eleanor, you know, she doesn't want to leave. And then uh, we hear Dr. Markway, and then he calls everybody over because he's standing near the nursery, and it's there's a cold spot. And he's like, this is the heartbeat of the entire house, right in this spot. And so he's just like... Yeah. And they're like, oh, should we go in? He's like, no, nobody go in the nursery. Like, we got to leave it closed. You know? And then, uh, you know, Luke's still very skeptical. And then uh, Markway, he's talking about how he has some, that uh, Luke has some superstitions. And Luke's like, well, yeah, but you're going to count that as supernatural? And then he's like, yeah, that, that's belief in something supernatural. You're believing that there's some outside forces that control, you know, how you do things in life. And so that's an interesting point. And then Eleanor and Theo, uh, they go to bed, and then they kind of get in a little bit of an argument. And then they're hearing noises again, and there's some laughter, then they hear some crying, and then um, Eleanor thinks that it's a child being hurt, and she's very defensive of this child. And then um, <laughs> they have a really creepy part to where there's all these noises in the dark, and Eleanor says, oh, Theo's, like, squeezing my hand so hard. Like, why is she squeezing it so hard, right? And then she cries out. And then they turn on the lights. And Eleanor is across the room, laying on, like, a little couch thing. And Theo's in bed. And so Eleanor's looking at her hand, like, whose hand was I holding? And so she's freaking out. Because, you know, she's like, was I just holding a hand with a ghost? It's, like, pretty awesome. It's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the next day, uh, Eleanor and uh, Markway, they're talking again. And then um, Dr. Markway says that, you know, Kane, uh, you know, uh, Crane was playing the harp because he's in, like, the music room. And uh, he says that, you know, he kind of says it offhand. And then uh, she's like, what? Like, you think it was a ghost? He's like, no, I think it was uh, preternatural. And that's something unexplainable that will one day be explainable. Like, that's what he's kind of saying it as, right? And he's saying, you know, there's fear in it. Like, people are scared because, like, you don't know how the supernatural works, right? Until people know how the supernatural works, you know, then there's always going to be the burden of fear. So that's pretty interesting, too. Then uh, <laughs> Eleanor says that all this could be in her mind, that she could just be crazy. And then, uh, you know, Dr. Markway says, look, we've all seen things. We've all experienced things. Like, how do you explain that? And then uh, Eleanor says that, you know, maybe she's insane and she's making them all up, you know. And then she explains the death of her mother, which is, like, kind of harsh, right? And so she said that she heard her mother calling out, right? She's supposed to go give her her medication. But she didn't go. She said, for the first time in 11 years, I just ignored my mother, right? And she died that night. And so she feels guilt, you know. And then it's interesting because this is exactly the same situation that the companion was in, right? She ignored uh, Abigail, and Abigail died. And so Eleanor has a very, very similar story. You know, she ignored her mother when she needed her most, and her mother died. 
So it's real interesting. <laughs> and then Dr. Markway, he tries to comfort her. And then they're back, like, in the study. And then uh, Luke's reading from a book. And he says it's an education book from Hugh to Abigail. And it's really dark, and it's really creepy. And you're like, well, this is definitely not for children. Like, what kind of psycho would read this to their kids? <laughs> and then the date in the book is exactly 90 years ago, right? And it's, it's like, a really odd book. And then Eleanor, she calls out to Hugh Crane. Like, she's, like, taunting him. And then, um... Uh, Dr. Markway is upset that Nell is so upset. And then, uh, Theo is kind of pushing Eleanor. And she gets Eleanor to run off. She's kind of, like, mean to Eleanor. She's like, you know, why are you doing all this for attention and all that stuff? So there's some tension between them. And then, uh, Dr. Markway makes Theo go after her. And then, uh, you know, Theo does the, uh, you know, I was just joking around. I was just, like, you know, fucking with you. And then, um... Theo also says, you know, Eleanor, you're making a fool of yourself. And then uh, they're kind of arguing. And then we see a cab arrive. And it's Mrs. Markway. And uh, she's there now. Uh, she wants Dr. Markway to go home with her. And then Mrs. Markway decides uh, she's going to stay. She's like, I'm not leaving until you do. And he's like, well, I'm not leaving. And then uh, the nursery gets brought up. Because she's skeptical like Luke. And she's like, I don't believe in all this ghost stuff. She's like... I want to be here so you can understand that you've wasted all of your life and you're wasting my time by chasing ghosts. So she decides she's going to go sleep in the nursery, which is, of course, the haunted epicenter, right? And then uh, they get upstairs, and uh, Dr. Mark White's like, oh, I, I don't have the key for that room. Like, it's locked, Like, and the Dudleys are away for the night, so there's nothing we can do. But they get upstairs, and the nursery room door is wide open, and uh, they're all, like, freaking out. Even Luke is a little freaked out, right? Because, like, they don't have a key. Like, they don't know how it's open, right? And so it's pretty interesting that even the skeptic's like, well, this is odd. This is not good. But uh, uh, Mrs. Markway is skeptical. And, uh, you know, she's, like, arguing with them. She's like, nothing's going to happen to me in here. And the Dr. Markway's like, I'm going to sleep in here with you. And she's like, no, no, I want to experience this, right? She's like, I, she's determined to stay alone because she wants there to be ghosts, right? She wants to see, you know, uh, the doctor wasn't wasting time. Like She wants to make sure, like, this is all legit. And then uh, Dr. Markway decides that everybody else is going to sleep together downstairs in the study because they don't want anyone to be alone, right? And uh, they're going to take turns uh, on watch going upstairs to check on uh, Mrs. Markway. And uh, everybody's asleep, and then Luke, he enters even though he's supposed to be upstairs on watch. And while he's in there, the door closes behind him. And they all get trapped in the study with Mrs. Markway upstairs alone. And they're hearing all kinds of terrible, horrible noises. And uh, Dr. Markway's really worried about the wife. And he keeps trying to go for the door. And uh, Luke keeps stopping him. And then uh, Theo, she's with her ESP, she can tell she's like, uh, it's going to get really bad. So then the house gets really loud, and then we see the knob on the door moving, and then the door itself starts heaving, almost as if the house is breathing, right? Like, it's really awesome, because, like, the door is, like, completely, like, bulging out, right? Like, it's pushing, like, something's pushing at the door. It's very terrifying, very, very cool. It's, like, the iconic image of this movie, right? Like, that's the one, like, if you know, you've seen it. And so that's really cool. And so then, um, they hear more noises, but now they're coming from upstairs. And then, um, 
you know, Eleanor explains it. It's the, you know, they're looking for her. Like the spirits are coming for her. And Dr. Markway, he wants to go upstairs uh, to go check on his wife. But Luke, you know, he literally jumps on him and pulls him away from the door. Well, Eleanor, she leaves through a side door and she starts running around. She's freaking out. And she like feels like the house is attacking her. It's like moving. It's trying to stop her. Right, mirrors start breaking. She's getting tangled in curtains. It's like a very creepy part, you know. And then in her in her words, the house is trying to destroy itself. Right. And then she says, "All the spirits in the nursery." And so Eleanor she runs in there, and uh, Mrs. Markway is missing. She's not in there. So then Doctor Markway and everybody else they run upstairs, and uh, they're all freaking out. Because they can't find the wife, right? They, so they decide they're going to go search the house. And then um, Eleanor, she says that, weird line, she says that she feels like she's disappearing into the house, right? And then um, uh, Eleanor, she's talking to Hugh again, and she's like, yeah, that we killed her, right? You know, and then um, Eleanor, she kind of runs off on her own, and then the rest of the group, um, you know, they're kind of discussing things, and Theo wants to take Eleanor home. Uh, but they don't know. This is where they realize that Eleanor is missing. And so then Eleanor, uh, she wants to stay in the house always, right? Eleanor, uh, she ends up in the library, and she's climbing the spiral staircase, of course, where the companion hung herself. And then, uh, you know, she feels at home in the Hill House. Like, this is all during her voiceover, right? Like, the thoughts in her head. And we see that the stairs are kind of shifting uh, as she climbs. And then they all make their way into the library, and then they try to get uh, Eleanor to come back down the stairs. Uh, Dr. Markway ends up having to climb all the way upstairs up to Eleanor. Uh, and while he's grabbing her, holding her, a trapdoor in the attic opens, and it's Mrs. Markway. And then it slams shut right away, because Eleanor, she faints and she passes out. And then um, they wake her up. And uh, they're like, all right, Eleanor, we're sending you home. Like, we got to get you out of here. Like, th this has gone on too much. This is this is crazy stuff. And uh, Eleanor, she doesn't want to stay, you know. I mean, she doesn't want to leave. She's like, I want to stay here. Like, this is where I belong, you know. And uh, Mark was like, no way, man. We're not taking any more chances. And then, uh, you know, he's like, we're all leaving, but we're getting you out of here first. Like, Luke is taking you home. Like, this is not happening. And then uh, Eleanor... She says she has no place to go, right? She wants to stay in Hill House. You know, she wants to work with uh, Mrs. Dudley. And then Luke's like, no, like, we can't, like, keep you on staff. And then uh, she says that Hill House wants her and that she isn't afraid and that currently the house has Mrs. Markway, uh, but they won't be happy with her here, right? Like, she's not who they want. She's like, the house wants me. I'm the only one. Um, that can, you know, call her back. I can bring her back, but, like, you know, I have to, like, stay, right? And then she keeps repeating, like, the house wants me, right? And then uh, Luke's going to go with her, but Nell insists that she's going to drive because it's her car. Uh, but they need the gate key, so Luke gets out of the car uh, to go to Dr. Markway. And this is when Eleanor, she drives off. She guns it in the car. She's driving towards the gate. And then um, while she's driving past the driving down the the path she sees someone running so she swerves and she crashes into a tree and then um, they all run down to the car and Eleanor's dead she, she died in the car uh, crash hitting the tree 
And then the person running was Mrs. Markway. And then they're like, oh my gosh. And so uh, she explains what happened. She says that, you know, Eleanor barely saw me. She swerved and hit the tree, right? And then uh, Luke says that Eleanor did it on purpose, right? And it's the same tree where uh, Mrs. Crane died. And then, um, you know, the, this is when Dr. Markway says, you know, the house is haunted, that it did kill her. Like, it was the house that drove her to it, right? She was weak-minded, and she succumbed to the powers of the house. And then uh, Theo, she says, you know, like, oh, it's what Eleanor wanted, right? She's happy because she's now here. Hill House belongs to her. She's a part of it. So it's like really, really crazy shit. And then uh, you know, we hear Dr. Markway saying he has to go back to the house to grab uh, Mrs. Markway's thanks. Uh, and then Luke, he's like, we got to burn this house. Like, this this place is like, like truly evil, right? We got to burn it in salty earth. And then we get the voiceover from, uh, from Eleanor. She said, this house has stood for 90 years, and it will stand for 90 more, right? And then she does the creepy haunted house stuff. But yes, yeah, so the house has Eleanor, and uh, she's happy because she's part of it. So that's crazy. So that's that's the movie. Um, pretty cool. <laughs> really, really awesome movie. Very terrifying. Uh, the fact that I have to now go to bed after this is kind of really freaking me out because this is a real good one. <laughs> Got me super scared, but uh, I like it. Uh, I was talking to Tomas as uh, you know, I was walking him out uh, to go home, and he's like, "Well, what the heck? Like, why did the house want her?" And I was like. I don't know, right? It's because it's, the house feeds on people, right? Like it has a habit of eating, like the you know the spirits of like the you know all the women, because right, like it took Mrs. Um, Crane, right? It's got uh, Abigail, it's got the companion, and so I think it took Eleanor because it saw elements of you know Mrs. Crane, and it saw elements of like the companion and like Abigail inside of Nell. That was my best guess. Like the house. Like, is taking spirits. And then Dr. Markway says it's because, like, she was weak-minded, right? Like, so she was able to be, like, manipulated into staying, I guess. So, like, the house just wants spirits. Um, Someone else will explain this better. And you guys will be like, yeah, Zach's dumb. But I put this to you this way. It's midnight. <laughs> and this is, like, the fourth movie I've watched today. So my egg's a little fried. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I really think you guys are going to like The Haunting. Um, yeah, I would highly recommend this one for sure if you can find it. And I would honestly highly recommend the remake. I'm a huge fan of the remake as well. Um, yeah, so this was week one. I said that in heavy air quotes with sarcasm. Um, and we got more awesome ones coming to you. We still got to get you Tomas's. And we got to get you uh, Joe's. And then, of course, the uh, Pod People Halloween special which will be on Pod People Proper. So make sure you go check out our other page. Uh, we'll leave the link to that anchor page there. We also have um, the YouTube, which Dutch is working on. I think he's put up the first six episodes of the Pod People. So if you're a little bit behind or you haven't listened to him in a while, uh, go ahead and check us out on YouTube. And uh, of course, this being you know five weeks of four for Halloween, we have companion list for you. And so... We're going to do Haunted House movies to coincide with this film. So if you want to go see what our top 10 Haunted House movies are, please check us out on Facebook. Uh, you get on the search, you put at DTZ, the pod people, 
and then it should pop up right there. Um, the other thing we are working on is we finally have our web page up. And so what that is going to be is um, thepodpeople.org, right? And so you should be able to go on there right now and check out our web page. Um, we're still working on it. So right now, pretty much what's there is our bios, which we've worked on. And then we have a cool new thing that I've been working on that everyone's going to contribute to called Body Snatched Bites. And what that is, is uh, movie reviews that are like a paragraph long. And it's like supplemental stuff. So it's stuff that we haven't gotten to yet on the podcast. Or maybe stuff we might not even get to on the podcast. But there we have movies that I've been watching on my free time. Uh, theatrical movies are in there. Like you can see, you know, my review on Malignant. Um, you know, so like stuff like that. So if you want to check that out, that's thepodpeople.org. I'll link to that in the description as well. Um, yeah. So hopefully your guys' October is going great. I hope you guys are having fun, finding plenty of awesome movies. Halloween comes out this week on the Friday, on the October 15th. I'm so freaking excited. Um, I hope you guys are too. It should be a good one. Um, yeah. So lots going on. Um, I'm going to leave you guys there because it's 40 minutes in and I am tired. Um, you guys take care of yourselves. Have a happy Halloween and uh, we'll see you very soon. I love you. All right. Bye.